Welcome to this edition of The Art of Memorialising, an audio newsletter by me, Peter Billingham, from Death Goes Digital and Memorable Words Eulogy Writing Services. What can you do to stay informed about digital immortality, digital legacy, digital life curation and all things hashtag death tech? Being ahead in this changing marketplace and cultural transformation could help you spot trends and find opportunities to promote and grow your end of life or funeral business. Thanks for being here. This month's edition of the podcast is sponsored by me, Memorable Words Eulogy Writing Services. Memorable Words takes thoughts and precious memories of your loved one and then crafts them into a unique and individual eulogy story celebrating and honouring their life. So, what will you find in this issue of the newsletter? First, you'll find two examples of the funeral industry seeking and taking opportunities to add digital legacy planning packages to funerals as an additional upsell point. You'll also find out why digital legacy planning is critical and the heartbreaking challenges families face dealing with a loved one's digital estate without it. I think this is why the industry is going to grow exponentially in the future. And also, we look at some deep questions about the who we might become online long after we have died. How will they remember you? A plaque under a tree or as a digital clone? The blossom on the large cherry tree overlooking the pond in my local park is magnificent this year. An explosive mass of pink petals bursting with promise. Spring is finally here. The blossom display is brief. It lasts just a couple of weeks at most. Less if the wind and the rain rip those precious blooms from the branches. At the foot of this tree, there is a simple square brass plaque. I see it every day when I walk in the park with my dog. It's always there. I don't believe it will ever disappear. Sometimes I stand under the cherry tree and remember my friend, pausing a while when the branches are heavy with pink flowers. The plaque says, For Sheila, who loved this park to walk her dog remembered by her dog-walking friends. Sheila had a cheeky, raucous laugh. Someone once wrote, Laughter is the sound of a soul dancing. If that's so, Sheila's soul must have been a bit like Ginger Rogers. Sheila was slight in stature and wise in nature. A quip here, a joke there, and a poignant reflection occasionally. I enjoyed walking with her and the regular 8.30am dog-walking crew. You could have set your clocks by us. Sheila began to limp. It didn't go away. The diagnosis was brutal. The cancer in her spine was terminal. Brave as could be with six months life expectancy, she had a living funeral. I want to hear all the lovely things you're going to say about me, she said. And we did. Sheila passed away surprisingly only a couple of days after the most memorable of nights celebrating her life. I'll never forget her dancing in a wheelchair with her husband that night. A few weeks after she had passed away, with other dog-walking friends, 
We all stood around a large hole ready to plant a small cherry tree in the park. We had picked a beautiful spot overlooking the pond. At the side was a large mound of earth. At the call of some unseen, unheard but direct command, starting with Sheila's black Labrador, the dogs, one by one, ceremoniously cocked a leg or squatted on the earth, leaving the sort of tribute only a dog can leave in that moment. I said a few words to remember our friend Sheila. Each spring, looking up into that beautiful blossom on her tree, I remember one brave woman. As part of researching a new book I'm writing, I'm asking the question, what makes a life memorable? Really, what can we do to live a memorable life? And then, how should we remember a life? Would you prefer a digital clone, an avatar of you to be immortal online? Or would you like a brass plaque in the park? I've spent probably more hours online than in the park walking my dog for sure. But I'm thinking a brass plaque would probably be my choice. When the day comes and they remember your life, what's your choice? Please write and let me know what you think makes a life memorable and how you would like your life to be remembered. You can email me at info at deathgoesdigital.com. Startup Spotlights. Have you heard of a new startup in digital life curation or death tech? If you have, I would love to hear about it. Again, please email me at info at deathgoesdigital.com. This month, I am sponsoring the newsletter. Memorable Words is a eulogy writing service. The heartbreaking sadness that I saw as many families faced losing a loved one through COVID and lockdown was because they were unable to attend a funeral through either national restrictions or perhaps the geographical location of the funeral. It was not the way many people needed or wanted to say farewell to a loved one. Now, as a busy eulogy writer, I'm finding several families are asking me to write eulogies for memorial services. The funeral may have taken place in 2020 or even 2021, but now... By the side of a lake, in a favourite wood, even in a back garden, families are gathering to remember their loved ones. Having a bespoke eulogy written to celebrate that life helps to read out on that day. Could I help someone you know plan a eulogy for a memorial service? I offer three eulogy writing packages, starting at £147. So, just as a full disclosure, although... Memorable Words is sponsoring this edition of the newsletter. Memorable Words is me. It's my business. And apart from editing this newsletter and website, I write and deliver eulogies for families across the world. Would you be interested in sharing your new product or service with the readers and listeners of The Art of Memorialising? We highlight your product, service or idea by sponsoring an edition. We give you the space. You get to tell the world about what you are doing or have created. Now you and your business can become part of the adventure. You can secure your month in 2022 
or 2023 by clicking on the link in the newsletter. Memorialization Morsels Here are five meaty bites of news for you to stay ahead of the conversation on digital legacy, digital life curation and all things hashtag death tech. Number one, will funeral directors and funeral businesses make extra income from selling digital legacy packages now? Everarc believes they can. Launched at the recent International Cemetery, Cremation and Funeral Association Convention and Expo in Las Vegas, Everarc is a supplier of cemetery management software. Reading the press release via PR Newswire, the software has many distinct features, but it was the addition of a digital legacy package via an app to promote sales, which was interesting to me. EverArc has a single and family package that cemeteries can upsell to customers and earn money on each sale. The minimum price is $299 and $499 respectively. No other cemetery management software offers a digital product that allows a cemetery to sell and earn money, said Greg Marmolak in the press release. Could this be a trend and business opportunity for other aspects of the funeral industry in the future? Well, it appears so. Let me tell you why in number two. How does partnering with a digital legacy provider offer practical help for families and profits for funeral businesses? Taking the step to partner with Good Trust, Darling and Fishka, a funeral home in California, is now offering the services of a digital executor via Good Trust. I spotted the article in Yahoo Finance. We are excited to be partnered with Good Trust and offer all of our at-need families the opportunity to secure their loved one's digital legacy forever and give them peace of mind, said Nicholas J. Welsenbach, managing partner at Darling and Fishker. It seems as if Good Trust is leading the way in these partnering relationships as another funeral technology software company, eFuneral, announced a similar launch and partnership with Good Trust. I wonder who might take the lead in the UK. Number three. So, just how complex is the reality of dealing with a digital estate? Catherine Meyer understands how hard it can be to deal with a loved one's digital assets. When her husband, Andy Gill, guitarist from the band Gang of Four, died in 2020, his death trended on Twitter. Getting hold of his digital assets and accounts has been an uphill battle. She speaks about her experience and what she's learned from them on a fascinating panel discussion podcast. The Institute of Chartered Accountants in England and Wales have a podcast and there they discuss death and digital assets. It was an insightful panel discussion, highlighting some of the genuine issues families face dealing with the online accounts of a deceased relative or loved one. In the newsletter, you can find a link to listen to the podcast or you can read the transcript. Number four. Will digital clones become the epitome of our life as a work of art? From an academic viewpoint, Professor of Social Epistemology Steve Fuller from Warwick University asks the question if the self 
archiving of our lives online is driven by some desire of ours to leave a legacy of followers while we're alive and also possibly dead. Will we design and create a masterpiece of our digital self online, different from the reality of who we are? That happens now. How much of the filtered, touched-up images online are the true self? The growth of AI-powered software to create a digital twin or digital avatar brings opportunities and moral questions we've not had to ask before. And so Fuller suggests it's useful to think of a digital avatar or as a digital twin as as a being who starts as a clone of the biological human, but then over time develops its own digitally based experiences so that it effectively becomes a different being. Really? Now that presents to me all kinds of deep questions about who really is the digital avatar. Is it a clone of us or is it something in its own right? Will the real digital clone online stand up? And number five, would you like to contribute your input to the Digital Death Survey 2022? The purpose of the Digital Death Survey is to better understand how the internet and technology are changing society's attitudes and needs around death, death care planning and bereavement. This leading survey was started in 2014 by the Digital Legacy Association. In recent years, the researchers received further support from Dr. Carla Sofka at Siena College in America. A secondary purpose of the Digital Death Survey is to educate participants about this emerging area. And the data will be aggregated and made available for free on the Digital Legacy Association's website and explained at conferences, workshops and possibly in journals and books. You have until the 1st of May to take part in the survey. And finally, a couple of snippets. After watching Jensen Hong, the CEO of NVIDIA, keynote address, Rob Enderley posed some interesting questions about the development of digital immortality with artificial intelligence avatars. He suggests that it's not that far off. Our digital avatar could still keep working long after we died. So who would get the salary then? And the digital devices access for next of kin bill took a step further during the month And now a second reading of the bill will happen on the 6th of May 2022. Who do you know who would find the information on this newsletter or podcast interesting? Please could you forward the email or the podcast to them? I'd be very grateful if you would. I'd also be very grateful to start a conversation with you. I would love to hear from you. And you can email me at info at So until next month, keep safe and keep going. Bye from Pete. Death Goes Digital.